and welcome to this Hello. week's episode. And welcome to this week's episode of Thoroughly Unqualified, <laughs> the thoroughly delightful podcast in which us three grown adult siblings speak about issues of love, relationships, life, and llamas. Uh, we haven't oh. actually spoken about llamas, but we could. Uh, this week, uh, coming to you live from the same place as we always are. Uh, my name is Jeff, I'm the youngest. I am Chris, I'm the middle. And I'm Nikki, I'm the oldest. And fun fact, I actually learned a lot about llamas on Friday, because my company does this thing every, like, six months or so. We call it Brandathon. Basically, we split everybody into two teams, and you're given a brief, and you have to, like, do a bunch of, like, branding work and, like, design and, like, a sales pitch and a bunch of stuff for this, like, imaginary company. And the one we did on Friday was a llama farm. <laughs> so we were just researching llamas, like, all day. It was pretty great. That is a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> I also learned a lot about the difference between llamas and alpacas, which I don't need well, to go into. But... One is a llama and one's an alpaca. Check the uh. liberals. <laughs> Apparently llamas have way longer legs, but that's just one fact. Also, I think one of them can't spit. Because one of them is famed llamas for spitting. Defi- llamas definitely llamas spit. spit. Yeah. I don't know if alpacas do. I could be making that up. It's entirely possible. I am not... I, uh, among other things, I'm thoroughly unqualified to speak about the difference between llamas and alpacas. Well, anyway, if uh, you're a repeat listener, which I think the majority of our listeners are. We're going to do something a little different this week. This is election week. We are recording on Monday, um, the 2nd, November 2nd. Um, but obviously the election day is tomorrow. We're probably not going to know results until who knows when. But uh, I feel like tensions are going to be high this week. Yeah, so this week we're just going to do a fun episode where we you know, talk about some fun childhood stories and, you know, just have some fun conversations that are a little bit more lighthearted and, uh, you know, not give advice to random strangers on the internet. Um, we just want everybody to get through this week and maybe the coming weeks and have a little bit of a distraction from what's going on in the chaos of the world. And by the way, speaking of repeat listeners, we do apologize. There was not an episode out this past week. Uh, we had a technical issue on our end, uh, and I say our end, it was my end, uh, where essentially the audio file from the recording got corrupted and I was not able to recover it despite my best efforts. So that episode is lost forever to the annals of my hard drive, I guess. Uh, yeah, so. it was a good one, too. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We told some funny stories, so we'll uh, we'll probably have to repeat those sometime in the future. Probably not tonight because we told them to each other very recently and it, you know, would not have the same effect. But uh, we will touch on those things again at some point. Um, So I reached out to my personal audience on Facebook and asked kind of what they would like to hear us talk about. You know, I kind of said, you know, anything from our childhood, anything you want to know about us. Two of the people who commented are our parents, so they're a little biased, but... One friend said stories about having braces. Uh, I never had braces. had braces. Oh, no, Jeff never had braces. I never Jeff had didn't. braces. That's true. I probably should have. That was just like, yeah. you want braces? And I was like, nah. <laughs> just, I yeah. didn't need them. Except for, so, my story. Fun fact. I have one tooth on the bottom row of my teeth, way back in the back, that just sort of never really sprouted, I suppose. never. It sort of just stuck all the way down. 
Um, and I've had a bunch of like procedures done to try to like loosen it up and have it actually, you know, be a normal tooth, but it hasn't worked. One of these things was, you know, second half of my senior year of high school, they're like, hey, we're going to give you braces, but just on the bottom, it'll be fine. You know, we just want to try to pull it up, whatever. So I go in there, they basically put on the braces, like I had like a mini surgery, then I had to go get like braces put on like immediately afterwards. I'm real groggy because I had a mini surgery. Come out, apparently they put braces on my top teeth too, which I didn't need. I had been told by the dentist previously that I didn't need braces, really on anywhere. So then I ended up having braces for the second half of my senior year of high school and a year and a half in college. So that was fun. And I don't trust dentists or orthodontists anymore. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, I honestly don't know who had it worse, me or Chris, because Chris had them at, like, the worst time, but I also had braces twice. So I got yeah. them on in, I want to say, like, sixth grade for the first time, and maybe it was a little earlier, because I don't think I had lost all my baby teeth yet. I, like, lost my baby teeth really late, I remember. So I had them on, and I think it was the same thing. I think it was just the top or just the bottom. I can't remember, because they were, like, trying to pre-correct some issues, because my teeth were really bad. And then I think I got them off, like, during seventh grade, um, and then got them back on like right before high school. So I had them all through high school. I got them off literally like three days before my high school graduation. <laughs> and it was awful. And they messed up my gums, which I just recently had surgery to fix. So yeah, that was fun. But our orthodontist, and mom still to this day, like does not believe me that I think he was like literally way too old to be practicing. Did, Chris, did you have the same orthodontist as me? I no, don't remember. I did not. You had like the Pac-Man games in the waiting room. No, oh, I know. I remember playing all those games. I had a <laughs> But he was, like, this very, very old man. First of all, we had to drive, like, two towns over to go to this orthodontist, even though there was, like, plenty of orthodontists in our town. So I don't know why we did that. And it was very annoying because it just took up, like, way more time than it needed to. Probably money. And he was, like, literally, like, at the time, he seemed like he was 100 years old. He was probably, you know, in his 70s. But he, his hands would shake when he was, like, putting metal things in my mouth. <laughs> He would always, without fail, like, cut me or poke me or something, like, stab me with a thing, like, every single time. And I don't think mom was ever, like, in the actual room with me. She was always out in the waiting room. But I would, like, come out every single time and be like, I hate this. Like, this guy does not know what he's doing. Uh, I was so upset. <laughs> and then, like, obviously, since I had them on through the end of high school, I would go back and I would start, like, driving myself there. And, like, I would still come home and be like, why do I have to go to this orthodontist? Can I please have a different orthodontist? Like, I just want to get these braces off. This is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. So, those weren't very fun, lighthearted stories. But, yeah, we had... No. I never had braces. But, honestly, yeah. I think you two will come out ahead on that one. Just because I'm probably going to have tooth issues kind of intermittently throughout my life that you guys will not have to deal with. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing horrible. This is unrelated to braces entirely. But I had to get a filling a few months ago because I got a cavity because I... I, I don't know. I've actually been... I'm, I'm really good about brushing my teeth. I just get a cavity, I guess. I got... I, I don't know. Um, but I got one. And then I got, went and put a filling in. And then it was still, like, super sensitive, like, three weeks later. So I called the dentist. And I'm like, hey, is that normal? And they're like, no. Come in and we'll fix it. And so I went in. And they're like, yeah, you got a little high spot on your filling. Which apparently, like, bruises your tooth. And I was like, cool. Fix it. And they're like, okay. And it took ten minutes and I was in and out. It was great. Still hurts. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go back to the damn dentist for a third time for this one filling. And I'm hoping, I'm going to give it another week or so and see if it improves. And uh, if not, I'm just going to go back. And I'm like, can you just, my everything was fine when I didn't have this filling. Like, sure, I had a cavity, but it didn't bother me. 
<laughs> this is what much worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I never had any like like really bad braces stories other than just like the horrible orthodontist. Like I never like you hear about those people who like are making out and like their braces get stuck together or whatever. <laughs> like things like that never happened. <laughs> I don't know if Chris you ever had that experience. I definitely didn't. <laughs> I did not because by the time I had braces, no one else had them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one person I dated in high school did not have braces, so. <laughs> it was not. It anyway. was not something I ran into. Yeah. Glasses uh, are a whole different ball game, though. Yeah. They were. Chris nightmare. escaped that. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, poor me in high school. Like, I'm glad I had a group of friends that I had had since like elementary school because I was. Had mess. you know braces and glasses and was just decided to like wear you know one hoodie to school every single day. Like <laughs> no, I did that too. I saw child. I still do that. So yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> um, let's see. What did Dad comment? Locking yourself in the shed. We've already told that story. Uh, putting on shows during our Memorial Day parties. I feel like we touched on that at some yeah. point. We used but to have used big to have... Memorial Day barbecues, like block party type thing, which was I always I haven't really thought about this, but what a weird day to have like a big block party. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But you know, whatever. Uh, it was a three day weekend. Um, and we and used so... to have them before the deck got redone, and right. we later found out that like that deck was like about to collapse at any minute, and we would have like sixty people on there. <laughs> yeah, miracle everyone survived, but you know. Yeah. Um, and so we'd have these huge barbecues, and I just remember, it, like, there would be probably a few dozen kids of various ages there, and we would always put on some sort of skit show or something goofy like that. But I feel like that's, I don't think that's really all that interesting. I think most kids do some variation of that. Yeah. I just remember the one time Jeff decided to do stand-up comedy, which was basically just Tim telling jokes, like, yeah. knock-knock jokes and, like, <laughs> yeah. punchline jokes. And you were on that, we had this, like combination scooter uh skateboard yes. thing do you remember that thing oh like, yeah I think so it, it was like a skateboard split. but it had like a handle that flipped up and jeff was just like standing on that like rolling back and forth telling jokes <laughs> you gotta practice that good stage you were probably like six or seven yeah or... I, was, I was a little baby boy and I think I remember, people yeah. loved it they thought it was hilarious yeah <laughs> i'm very charming. i think i remember oh well you're you're something yeah. um the thing I remember most about those parties is that that's usually the weekend we opened the pool, because we had a pool growing up, and it was always freezing. Yeah. And I would always jump in anyways, and then be really upset about it, and then get out. Yep. Chris, yeah, growing up, was always just a whiny little baby boy about the pool temperature. Oh, yeah. Like, meh, it's below 92 <laughs> degrees in the pool, ergo I will die. And so... Pretty, pretty yeah, accurate. Chris never really got bothered by much, but he was always very bothered by the cold pool, and he was always very bothered by loud noises. And carrots. And carrots. Still don't like And carrots. vitamins. But... And vitamins. <laughs> That's a story. I used, I used to find... Vitamin story? I don't think we told think so. that. Well, the gist of it is, we had, you know, our parents were kids before we go out to school, they always make us take, like, a, a multivitamin with breakfast. Like the little guy. And I didn't like them. I didn't... They were not... They were the chalky ones. The gummy Chalky, bears like, were, were better. Ones. Yeah. yeah, they were gross. I hated them. And I would find really clever ways to hide them. <laughs> so I probably, I would go months without ever taking a vitamin. And, like, 
our parents wouldn't know until they'd start finding them everywhere, all over the house. I don't know why I just didn't throw them in the trash, but I found other hiding hiding places for them. It got to the point where we did a pretty substantial renovation of the house over the past three or four years, uh, and they were still finding them. Chris, by the way, is <laughs> yeah. 27. We were still finding them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, every, was... they would be, like, under corners of carpet. They'd be like, how did you even do this? <laughs> I was a sneaky bastard who really didn't want to take his vitamins. Yeah, but also, like, I usually didn't take mine, but I would just flush them down the toilet. I just yeah, ate see, them. I was like, much more clever human? than that. <laughs> well, I remember the big one was there was, and I used to put them in there, too. We had a table that had leaves that came mm. out, and there was, like, a uh, gap of, like, oh, yeah. half an inch in the middle where, like, the gap, the leaves connected, and we would just shove the vitamins in there. So I remember one, like, Thanksgiving or something, Mom was opening up the table to put a leaf in, and, like, <laughs> oh, flying no, out. just, like, <laughs> and she was like, what the heck? And that's when we're like, uh-oh, we have to stop putting those in the table hole. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, those vitamins were gross. To be fair, they were so gross. I don't think they were that. I mean, sure, they weren't like good, but uh, it's a vitamin. You got the tail end of them, Jeff. By the time that you had to start taking vitamins, like I think mom had learned, like we were just not to eat them and started getting. I never cared. I'll eat. I'll eat anything you put in front of me. Yeah, that was the thing. I was also a super picky eater when I was young. Yeah, that's true. So if I didn't like it, I was going to do anything I could to not eat it. There was nights I'd just sit at the dinner table alone just because I didn't want to eat my green beans. <laughs> yeah. And and our parents wouldn't let, wouldn't let me leave until I did it. But I wouldn't <laughs> but wouldn't eat them, so i just sit at the table. Yeah. I think mom would eventually take pity on you and be like, okay, just eat one mouthful and then you can get up. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happened. Because <laughs> you'd be sitting there for hours. Yeah. But we lack in good sense, we make up for in stubbornness. Exactly. Um, and then Dad also said neighborhood go-kart races, which I think only happened once. It did only happen once. So once. I will take full credit for this, and I, I have some bones to pick on this one. Um, <laughs> so when I was, I believe I was in fourth grade, though I could be wrong, it was around that time, uh, we had a neighbor uh, whose name was Ben, I won't out him for the purpose of this, but he was my age, and we were friends, and... We had the grand idea one time to make little carts or go-karts that would, uh, you know, function on our street. Our street has a long, kind of fairly gentle hill, but if you're just coasting down it, you can get some pretty good momentum on it. Um, and so we decided, like, let's just get some wood and we'll throw some wheels on it and it'll be a thing. And we tried doing that. And to be fair, the thing we came up with as fourth graders absolutely should not have been used in any circumstance because <laughs> it was a uh, janky would be a kind way to describe it because we were fourth graders not you know mechanical engineers um but we did we, we the bones of our design were good we just didn't really have the know-how to implement it correctly um but anyway it sort of took off and eventually like most of the neighborhood decided to get involved and our parents were like oh this is cool so it ended up i believe there were four or five kind of teams of, of people that would make carts um, yeah. they were, some of them were yeah. like pretty intense. <laughs> like yeah. one had like I actual was, breaks yeah. and like, well, that was the Presley's. Yeah. Or the Turcos made one that was, the Turcos uh, made Herbie. Yeah. It was like Herbie. Yeah. It was like a full fledged, yeah. like vehicle almost like you could have chucked a it motor in it. It was very slow fine. because it was huge. It weighed 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but you could but, fit like six people in it. <laughs> yeah. But the, and then, yeah, what does it mean? Yeah. Steven made one out of a wheelbarrow that I don't quite remember how it was like a piece of like 
plywood took, on top of a wheelbarrow. You took the trailer off of, like, it was like a utility trailer. And then you yeah. took the front wheel off of, I think the wheelbarrow was, like, the front section. No, it yeah. was a bike. It was, like, handle yeah, that's right. and the front tire of a bike. And that's how you, like, steer yeah. it. <laughs> it works. We got down the hill. Yeah, I think you came in first or second. I think we came in second. I think we came in second. I think we came in second. Um, the president had like a pristinely designed and yeah. sleek and beautiful thing that was like three times faster than everything else. The thing, yeah. the thing I was deeply upset about was this whole operation was my idea, uh, and Ben's father, our neighbor's dad, who I maintain to this day was an asshole, um, and probably still is. If you're out there and you're listening to this, uh, Mister <laughs> Sir, you're you're a dick. Um, <laughs> um, uh, he worked for Pepsi too, which is like your. He did, number. which also is negative, <laughs> negative points on my radar. Um, like, how dare you give Pepsi to children? Ugh. Um, the uh, uh, audacity that this man had. The whole thing was my idea. My whole plan was to just build a go kart with my friend. Then one day, uh, I had to go do something in the afternoon. I don't remember what. Um, and they decided that was the day they were going to build this cart. And I went over and I pleaded. I said, "Please let me help build this." Because I have to go do this thing. Can we build it either later today or tomorrow or whatever? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I get back and they built the damn thing without me. And I was like, I'm in fourth grade. That's just mean. <laughs> like I knew I wasn't gonna like actually like do anything. I was in fourth grade. At best, I would have like screwed in a couple screws, but at least let me feel like I'm participating in the thing. Um, and then later, my my teammate Ben uh, swerved off the road and whacked his head on a tree or something, and that almost kind of derailed the whole day. Yeah. yeah, he was always injured. He was always injured. I mean, we did a lot of stupid downhill sports, to be fair. We did. I mean, we were stupid children, but he was always injured. Yeah. Yep. Just one of those people who just, when they grow up, they just, up. Oh, they got a broken bone, up. They got a broken leg, up. They smash their face into a tree, up. Yeah. He's was, he was just one of those people. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so... We had some, uh, like, we had a series of, like, neighbors with distinct stories that lived in that house next to us, too. Yes, and the current ones are uh, not my favorite people. One of them is, um, maybe anti-mask is a little strong, but she's like, there's merit to the idea of not wearing a mask. And this is a girl who's like a year older than me, and I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. She wrote an article to our local newspaper about it, like an op-ed, and I was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> nobody asked your damn opinion. Wear a mask. Well, they're just weird. But when we were really, when we first moved in, the people who mm. lived there, we called them Jenny and Mr. J. Their last name was like, something unpronounceable um and it was polish let's relax we yeah we could have learned it if we would put any effort into it um but they were basically like our third set of grandparents when we were kids like we used to spend christmas eve at their house yep. like they were great um, they, they now they live in my in my former hometown of round rock texas yeah they moved to texas and then we got uh the family what that had been which was uh, Jeff's friend, but they also had five children, the youngest two of which were like infant twins, and they were that family was like insane. There was always like chaos going on in their house. Yeah. I used to like go babysit for them, and like our other neighbor Emily and I would co babysit because there was just like too many children for one like teenager or preteen to like watch. <laughs> and sometimes we would go and like help while their mom was actually there because she was like so overwhelmed. <laughs> But yeah, then they moved back to wherever they came from. Utah, I believe. Utah. They were Mormons, weren't they? they I don't think they were Mormons, but they were, were of a... Deeply religious. Deeply religious. <laughs> there was, 
Okay, there was something. Yeah, I yeah. didn't remember. Pretty that, sure that they it. didn't believe in birth control because they just kept. I think they had more kids after they. Moved I back. think they did yes. too. Yeah. I think they ended up with seven or eight. Which I mean, power to them. You know, if you if you, yeah. if you can make it work, go for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they lived there for not too long, a couple of years. Like a year and a half. Maybe not know. even two years. Yeah. yeah. And then the people that still live there now moved in, who are just very strange. <laughs> They just, individuals. they very much kept to themselves and like didn't associate yeah. with the neighborhood and we had like a very like especially when we were growing up there's a lot of kids in the neighborhood so we had a very sort of communal and they were like around our age um, street yeah and they were yeah. yeah they were the same vicinity age anyways but it's just they just didn't participate in any of that yeah but you know whatever yeah yeah we lived on a we lived on a cul-de-sac which was great for growing up because we could just like no cars ever came down the street especially once the uh our the road that we lived off of used to be connected to the other half of the road but it got really overgrown in the middle and that happened like shortly before we moved in that it was overgrown so people would drive down all the time and be like where's the other half of the road but once they like updated the maps and like gps came out it was less of an issue and no one ever came down our street so it was great because we could just like bike up and down and be like out playing in the road and like drawing things on the street with chalk and it was never an issue. We really did have just, a, like run into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We really had a, a very blessed and idyllic like New England childhood. Yeah, um, we definitely yeah. We were greatly we benefited were by our surroundings. Outside. Yeah, we always we spent outside. most of our childhood outside. Yeah, our parents didn't let us have except for like handheld Game Boys and stuff. We never had you know video game consoles or anything growing up, and we had very limited like computer time, um, which was annoying then, but. And now honestly, I don't think I would do, I don't think I would take quite the same approach, but I also think that's a product of the times, uh, just because yeah. computers are so much more ubiquitous that I think you have to be literate in them in order to be a functional member of society, especially young society. Um, yeah. But I also probably oh, wouldn't be as loosey-goosey as a lot of people are, just like, everybody gets an iPhone when they turn four, and I'm like, well, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. Yeah, we talked about it in the Lost episode, how we never had cell phones until we were older. But, um, yeah, but we had, you know, a great childhood just playing outside constantly. Um, all right, what else did we get? Uh, of course, Dad said this. The best parental advice you received. Dad once told me, and I think about this a lot. I don't think he even remembers telling me this. I think he said it in, like, a fit of peak when I wasn't doing chores to his satisfaction at one point. But he said, good enough is not good enough. It's got to be good. And I think about that, like, once a week. When I'm doing some task and I'm like, eh, and I'm like, I'm about to say it's good enough. And then I'm like, ah, dad from the past, you haunt me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think dad once told me something similar, actually. It wasn't those exact mm -hmm. words, but he was basically like, uh, you are smart enough to get by doing the bare minimum, but the bare minimum is like not enough and you're never going to be satisfied and you're never going to be successful if you're doing the bare minimum like like yes you'll get by, you'll get by you'll have fine grades blah 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 but like if you try your hardest like imagine the things that you can you can do and yeah, dad I, like, gave me like yeah he gave me a very similar speech only just i think mine is referencing more sports than school <laughs> um because you just i didn't i never wanted to go to practice or like do any or any of that stuff and he's like hey i mean you'll be okay you can play sports but you're not going to be good you don't put in the effort but it yeah absolutely translates to school and life and everything else like that i think like they they knew like we're all smart and you know a lot of that's nature and a lot of that's nurture but you know we all had the capacity to 
do really well in life. And I think our parents saw that and both of them really kind of pushed for that. And they weren't super strict on most things, but they were very strict about like our grades and, uh, you know, that we always had to like do our homework before we could go do anything else. Things like Which that. honestly, so, it feels wackadoodle that any other method would be considered. Like, yeah. <laughs> like some people would be like, I go home and I putz around for four hours and then I do my homework. I'm like, I feel like you're just building procrastinators if you do that. Yeah. Um, to, to give a little bit of credit to mom while we're having this, this conversation too. Um, <laughs> one thing that I, I also think about a fair amount, um, especially now, but, but in general, uh, when I was... It was early high school, maybe 14 or 15, um, and I don't remember exactly why, but I was having just a really rough time with school and, and social stuff and whatever. Um, and I came to her and I was just like, I am upset. What do I do? And she just said, you know, it's okay to cry, right? Like, I'm not going to think less of you. I don't remember exactly what words she used, but that was the, the essence of it. And I was like, huh, how about that? Because, you know, growing up as a man with primarily male friends, you know, the, the stigma against men showing any sort of emotion is sort of, it's all stupid, but it exists. Um, and especially as like a very influenceable young uh, teenager, it's it's tough to get out of that. But I would like to echo that response. Uh, it's okay to cry. I don't do it frequently, but it, I have no issue doing it. Um and and not even crying. It's okay to have emotions and show them if you're if you're whoever you are. But you know, I think a lot of men need to hear that too. Yeah, and um, not just okay. I, and oftentimes it's preferable. Yeah, it, it's better because uh, you know <laughs> yeah. because even with that said, I tend to kind of bottle everything up and then you know just be upset for a while. That's just the nature of who I am. But I've I've tried to as I've grown up uh, and matured break out of that habit at least to some degree especially when i'm in relationships and things because if you just let stuff bottle up it's gonna poison you uh, yep i struggle with that quite a lot as i've as someone has described it before is i take all my emotions and i go piped into a sea and like in a cement brick building in the bottom of the ocean and then it stays there and then and one that's day where they you go. die <laughs> yes and then one day you die and it's like there needs to be you cannot you cannot do that and i struggle with that i don't know it's something i need to get better at any other good advice from mom? Well, I think one interesting thing, and I honestly, like, I think about this a lot because I don't know if it had, like, I, it obviously had some good effects, but I also think it might have, like, scarred us a little bit that mom and dad never fought in front of us. Mm. And so when we were younger, like, I used to think they just never fought and they were just, like, always on the same page about everything, blah, blah, blah. When I was older, I found out that they would just, like, have arguments, like, in their room at night after, like, we were in bed or they would like distance themselves from us and then have a fight. And I, I think about that a lot because I'm like, I always like when I'm in a relationship or dating someone or something like the first sign of conflict, I'm like, I'm out of here. And I'm like, I wonder if that's because I like have this idealized version of like what mom and dad did when we were growing up. And like the fact that they never had any conflict made me think that like, a good relationship there's no conflict and that's obviously not true like there's always going to be conflict in relationships um and like the need to compromise but i like to think about that sometimes yeah and i mean, i i don't know that this is linked but i also before i tend to get like mad or angry i just tend to get very like exasperated and i think that's often kind of how they <laughs> express that at least around us like like yeah. one of mom's favorite catchphrases was i am going to kill your father when he was like something or whatever uh, <laughs> um, and i'm like that's probably not something you should tell your nine-year-old but carry on 
Um, I just remember like going to friends' houses and their parents would like be having an argument, and I was like, "Oh, are your parents like gonna get a divorce?" Like, I just thought it was so strange when right. parents would fight. Like, it was. It's so interesting to me now, and like obviously they had like great intentions, and we had a great childhood, great parents, and I do not fault them at all. But I think it did kind of give me like false expectations of what to expect in a relationship. <laughs> I'm already so anti-conflict that I don't know that it would have made much of a difference for me. But, <laughs> but that's that, a very that's a very interesting part point. Of the reason for that. Yeah, well, it's, I think part of my personality is that I'm very anti-conflict, anyways. I don't think that was going to be there regardless of that. But I can't imagine it helps. I think it might have reinforced my belief that, like, yes, this is the way to do things. Just avoid conflict at all costs, and everything will be okay. Because that's not how you should live life. Yeah. Agreed. I think mom and dad, like, I think I am so down the middle of the two of them in both, like, looks and personality that as I get older, I'm like, oh, I really see where they were coming from on a lot of these things that used to drive me insane. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just turning into both and of them. Should so any of us have children, I'm fine. sure we will do similar things with our children that make yes. them go insane. But, and they're just yeah. going to have to deal with it. And they're going to do the same thing. But, because I said so. Well, that is... Okay, I actually do have an extreme beef with because I said so. And admittedly, I'm not a parent, and I'm sure there are situations where it's just like, you gotta stop the conversation. <laughs> um, but I, I will... I hope I can do my level best to avoid giving reasons like that to to something, you know, and try to treat conversations with, with final kind of conclusions. Because I always... That always made me insane. It still does. Anytime someone's just like... Ah, blah, blah, and that's their like whole response to anything. I'm like, no, let's have the conversation. Um, I don't think that's directly a parental thing. And again, I, I think there are probably circumstances when you're a parent where you have to deal with kids who are like, but why? And there's no hope for a, a rational ending to that conversation anymore. So I don't really fault them for that. But I would hope to avoid it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you just, at some point, as a parent, are just like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I'm in charge here. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think part? that's a better response than because I said so. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, so mom commented bouncy balls, which we talked about in the Lost episode. We'll the talk about that again at some episode. point. Uh, the shed incident and Jeff locking himself in the trunk, which we've already talked about. And then running away, which I think we've touched on. Yeah. Flashing yeah, we've we've, we've definitely we've talked about that. that. So mom just hasn't been listening to the podcast apparently. Come on, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> and then my friend Evan brought up a specific thing that because I've told him this story before, but uh, how we used to just like ride anything that had wheels down our driveway. Yeah. Yep. So we used to, our driveway growing up had, the, it was like a very steep driveway and it was, the top part was pretty long and steep. And then there was just like a long kind of flat bit at the bottom. Um, it wasn't very long. And, it was actually fairly short. Oh yeah. Fairly short flat bit. Like it was like, it's like basically a square um, at the bottom of pavement. Um, and it used to have, there was this like mesh fence and like four like really giant pine trees that the fence was, like, attached to at the bottom. So there was, like, something to stop you from, like, hurtling down the hill, which at one point had, you know, mulch and, like, trees and a swing set and a bunch of stuff on it. Uh, now it's just grass. Um, <laughs> but we used to ride anything with wheels down the driveway. And there was this one time, and I was 
too old to be doing this. I was probably in like third, I think I was definitely in third grade actually. And we had one of those cozy coupe cars. Oh, you were older than that. <laughs> you were older than no, that. I was, I was probably grade. in second I was third in grade. third grade because I remember going into school. Um, oh, but I just. Quayle's class. Yeah. I just. Because I remember that vividly and I could have sworn I, I, yeah. I thought I was like in second grade. This probably grade. happened yeah, on multiple occasions, to be fair. It's also possible. Uh, well, Chris. Just one specific yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so we had one of those cozy coupe cars, which, for those of you who don't know, they're like the red car with the yellow, like, roof where you, like, the little Power buggy that a kid can feet. Flintstone himself around yeah. in, yeah. So, me being eight, I was way too big to fit in this thing, but I'm like, you know what would be fun? To ride this thing down the driveway. So I got it to the top of the driveway, wedged myself in it, so I, like, could not stop, which I was clearly not thinking about, uh, and took it for a joyride. And once I got to the bottom and it was at full speed, I then realized, oh no, I cannot stop. My legs are wedged into this thing. Like the only way I'm going to be stop them, be able to stop the momentum is by like flipping over. So I tried to flip backwards, but instead of flipping backwards, I flipped forwards and just skidded my whole face and front along this whole bottom section of the driveway. And then just came to like a screeching halt. Chris, who was, you know, five years old, witnessed this whole thing, and I was just, like, laying there not moving because I was in shock. Runs inside. Chris runs inside and goes, Mom! Nikki's dead! dead." (laughs) And our mom is like, what? Like, comes running out, and I, at this point, I'm, like, screaming. I'm still wedged in this car. Like, I cannot get out. I'm just, like, face down on the bottom of the driveway, like, screaming. (laughs) Because my whole face is, like, sliced up. Uh, yeah, I remember I had to, like, go into school and I had, like, cuts and scrapes and, like, bandages, like, all down the front of my face. It was essentially like a skin knee, but on half of her face. Some yeah. Dent- I, I distinctly remember seeing this and then you just, you, like, did that and you just weren't moving and I hadn't made any noise. I distinctly remember just being like, oh my god, she's dead. I need <laughs> yeah. to get mom. <laughs> Which, so I mean, good, I mean, I was, good like, reaction to have. Shock. Like, I did not my body was like figuring out how to react so probably after as soon as he ran inside i started screaming but but mom had to like dislodge me from i was like so wedged in like she couldn't get me out (laughs) and you're screaming and flailing i'm sure i remember i don't think i was there for the i know i wasn't there for the event but i remember the aftermath of this vaguely i was pretty young um yeah but you would have been like two yeah (laughs) this this also this reminded me of the time so Another, you know, driveway incident. Um, so we had a basketball hoop that was, like, mm-hmm. along the, the tree line. And at some point, the mesh wiring just, like, wasn't there anymore. So, like, you'd shoot basketballs and see that the hill was slanted a little bit, so the basketball would roll down the hill and go into the woods. And it was incredibly annoying. So at one point, you know, I'm just shooting baskets, and the, I'm, the ball's about to go do that. So I went, like, I'm, like, running after it. Like, I hit it away to make sure it doesn't roll down the hill, and I slammed the side of my head into the basketball hoop. Like, really hard. It really hurt. You stitches, right? Oh, well... That's that's the end result. Initially, I'm just like holding my hand. Like I didn't realize it was bleeding. I thought I just wanged my head real good. Yeah. Um, but I'm like holding. I'm like sitting like against the dry, like the garage or something, and I'm like holding my essentially my ear in the side of my head. I'm like ow. And then at some point, I realize it's like dripping down my arm. I'm like oh my god. So I went and grabbed like thirty napkins and just shoved them against the side of my head and just did that until the bleeding stopped. And I didn't like look in a mirror or anything like that. But I, like you know, two hours later, I come in to like for dinner. And mom is just like, what the heck happened to you? Because apparently my ear was disgustingly gross. <laughs> and, like, covered in blood and, like, 
torn open and everything. And I'm like, oh, I just, I ran into the basketball hoop. Like, she's like, what? <laughs> so, the basketball like, hoop was rusty. Let me yeah. just, it was, like, yes. it was rusty and, like, old. Like, like, like imagine a steel pole that's been outside forever. You know, yeah. it, it, looked, yeah. it looked exactly it like you think it is. It was an old one. It wasn't one of the yeah. nice ones with, like, the plastic base. Like, it was old, like, drilled into the ground, like, had been there forever. So you definitely, like, sliced your ear open on the rust. I just like to point out, I partook in most of these activities. I have never broken a bone. I have never required non-dental surgery. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know if I'm just made of rubber or if I'm just a little more careful with my body. I don't think I am. Because I, when I played sports in college, pickup games of basketball or, or whatever, uh, I was always renowned for just having no regard for my own physical well-being, which I credit our childhood with. Um, like, I'm not very good at basketball, which will surprise absolutely no one. Um, but what I found I was good at was being, you know, was defending and blocking people because people just didn't want to have to deal with me because I would just insert myself into their path and we would both fall over. Um, so you tell people constantly. No, they would run into me because I would run into them. Yes, that's yeah. called Nah, it was legal. Their path. Nah, it was legal. It's pickup basketball, yeah. It's pickup. No, I mean, mostly it was just aggressive defense more than anything. I wouldn't. I would. I wasn't like outright fouling people, um, but uh, you know, so people just didn't want to deal with that. And I learned that was a tactic I could leverage. I know people who are essentially like that. One of my roommates is like that. Not like the best basketball player, but he will just out hustle you and be the most annoying person in the yep. world to play against. Because yep. it's just, he's going to have more energy than you, he's going to try harder than you, and he's going to run circles around you if you can. I, said, I, don't, I can't throw the ball worth, worth a toss, but I can <laughs> I can get in the way of other yeah. people trying to do that. Yeah, He's a good enough athlete that he can actually make it kind of work. Um, in college, like, he is, he is a, college, He is a, a handful to deal with. Yeah, I think at one point, when we were all like youngish, we had all only had stitches in our heads. <laughs> well, give me Different a little bit of I've still never had decision in else. I've had it in my mouth and in my ear. Like I said, I've oh, never had non your arm, right? non-dental uh, Oh, I guess I did. No, you're right. I I did have my my other surgery. I had pins. Yeah. So I I destroyed both of my elbows. Yeah. Fun fact about me. Uh, when I was 5, 5 maybe. Um we were at our aunt's house and Nikki and I were like climbing a tree cuz we used to climb trees all the time. Um and children <laughs> yes, uh, this is a fun story so like literally like at some point our mom or our aunt comes out and says like hey you shouldn't be climbing that tree there's a lot of dead branches so we're like oh okay so we start climbing down and on the way down i grab a branch and it breaks because obviously and i slam my left elbow into a root and it shatters into lots of little pieces um so that was that was surgery one but that was bad enough that apparently the first surgery I got in it, they didn't set it right, so then they had to re-break it and stick pins in my arm. Um, so that was fun. And then I... I was still in the tree when you fell, and I, like, refused yeah. to come down. They had to, like, get a ladder to get me out of the tree, because I was so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in college, through baseball, I tore my UCL in my throwing arm, and had to get surgery for that. That's when I had stitches. I have a nice, smiley face-looking scar on that elbow. He does. It's very stitches there. Yeah, I have one of those on my knee now. But I had I stitches for the first knee. time when I was in seventh grade. And uh, sorry if you can hear Gronk. He's meowing at the top of his lungs right now. 
Um, <laughs> I had stitches from football game to go play. Yep, when you <laughs> clamp your yeah. chain into a patch of ice. Yeah, and it was so cold out that I didn't even know like anything had happened. And our neighbor, Emily, who was out sledding with us, was like, hey, your chin's bleeding. I was like, oh, okay, I hit it on the ice. I'll go inside and get a Band-Aid. I'm sure it's fine. I walked inside. The look of horror on mom's face, I will never forget, because I just had this like giant gash in my chin that was like bleeding profusely. So backing <laughs> up like, this oh, story a little we bit. We need to go to the doctor. <laughs> we, have a, we have a big sledding hill on our yard, uh, the, the opposite side of the yard from the driveway. It's just a straight hill from the front of the front yard to the back of the backyard. Um, and so all the neighborhood kids would come over and that was our, our thing. Um, and being in Connecticut, uh, especially 20 years ago or 10 years ago, we, we actually got a lot of snow back in those days. Um, and, uh, we would go sledding all the time. It was great. Uh, but the, the bottom portion of the hill is essentially a drainage ditch. So it tends to get a lot of water flow. So that's where a lot of ice would be. Uh, one year we had the great idea to use these two big two by 10 planks that I think had been left over deck joists or something that were sitting around under our deck or something. Um, and we're like, let's make a ramp. And so we did. And so the rise over run of this thing meant that the, the end of the ramp was probably two, two and a half feet off the, the ground, but the ground beneath it was just ice. Um, and the only thing protecting you is a piece of plastic. That's the sled. That's, you know, an eighth of an inch thick. Um, and so we got, I, I'm sure there was at least some mild concussions before Nikki got injured. Um, like I'm hundred percent sure bra- many brain cells were lost. Uh, it was, it was brutal. We talked a lot about our dangerous downhill, downhill sport. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you live on a hill, yeah. I guess. Gravity oh. was not kind to us for the most part. I don't remember if I got stitches be- one of the times that we had the jump or not, or if it was. It was the, you literally just slipped on the ice and hit. I your thought head. it was from the jump because you landed and then I your don't... your sled went out from under you and you just smacked your. Head. I don't. I don't Maybe. think. I think. I thought you just. I think it was like we had. It was. We definitely had the jump, but I think you had like you had like wiped out or something, and you just as you were getting up, you did banana peeled basically, oh, but yeah. forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't remember, but I just remember mom's face. And then she like called her neighbor and was like, you need to watch the kids. I need to take Nikki to the, the hospital. <laughs> and I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God. Because somehow at that point in my life, I had never been seriously injured besides the face scrape thing, which I didn't need stitches for or anything. But I'd never broken a bone or anything. So except for probably fingers, but. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. All right. I think that's all that we had on the Facebook post that was of interest. Well, some other people posted some fun ideas but i think we can save those for future podcasts jeff you're one of your friends had a question right yeah so my friend charlie shout out charlie wanted to ask if given that there were three of us are there any two of us that have a, a secret or, or just some piece of information that the third does not know uh from childhood and i was str- i was thinking about this because he mentioned it a couple hours ago and i've been trying to think of an actual answer to this and i haven't come up with anything that's more than just like you know unimportant information that just they wouldn't have needed to know. Like, I stole a dollar from you! And, like, I don't even remember if... I mean, I'm sure I did at some point. <laughs> there was definitely oh. information I knew that neither of you did. Right, and I, I think that's you, true It has been revealed by this point in our right. life. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. Um, but not I was thinking people. about this, too, and I was like, I don't... There's definitely nothing, like, major, because I feel like I would definitely still remember that. Like, I remember when I found out that Santa wasn't real. I think I was seven or eight. Yeah. And 
mom was like, you cannot tell your brothers. And I like wanted Wait. to tell you guys so bad. Santa's <laughs> like, not real? <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris. <laughs> as long as the Tooth Fairy is real, we're fine. Christmas. The Tooth Fairy is the only glue holding this whole crazy thing together. If we yeah. lose the Tooth Fairy, what do we have to live for? Yeah. Easter Bunny? I, yeah. I found out because, well, we all like knew this. So I like, don't understand why mom still did this, but... Um, in our parents' room, they have a closet that has the stairs that go up to the attic. And there's, like, this little, like, space before the door to the attic. So that's where they would put all the Christmas presents. And usually mom would, like, wrap them before she put them in there. So we wouldn't know what they were. But we knew that the presents were always in there. So, of course, like, a month before Christmas or something, I'm snooping around. I had asked for a keyboard for Christmas. And I was very excited, like, a piano keyboard. And I... This keyboard, as a matter of fact. Open the, the door. Yeah, Jeff literally still has. Yeah, that thing is ancient now. Still but, works. Um, I got that. I think it's great. Uh, and so I, you know, opened, was snooping around, opened the door, and there was the keyboard box. And I was like, oh, awesome. Like, mom and dad got it for me. And then it was under the tree on Christmas morning from Santa. And I was like, oh. <gasps> what like i know that this didn't come from santa this was already in our house a month ago and i remember like looking really upset when i opened it like i was excited that i got the keyboard but i was very confused and mom i think saw it and pulled me aside and was like what's going on and i was like i saw this in the closet but it said it was from santa are you a dad santa and i had already already had like inclinations that <laughs> he was not real but this was like and mom tried to uh you know ascribe it to oh santa just delivered it early so i can help him rap and i was like nope i was not not having any of it but she was like okay like you this day would come <laughs> you cannot ruin this for your brothers like <laughs> and even to this day like <laughs> we don't like to see the magic of christmas is what we call it when our parents put the presents under the tree and mom will be like the magic of christmas is happening go in your rooms so we're like oh no we can't see the magic of christmas <laughs> It's goofy, given that we're all multiple decades past the point of believing in Santa Claus. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, doesn't have to be Santa to have the magic of Christmas. It's, you're right. Yeah. Christmas is magical in and of itself. It's still nice to come down and just be like, "Oh, yeah. there's presents here that weren't here last night." Yeah. <laughs> we totally that... know, like heard mom and dad going up and down the stairs, bringing them down. Although I think the best part about about that now is that Skittles, our dog, is the most excited about it. Oh yeah. Because she, she understands yeah. that, like, presents means she usually gets something. Like, a new toy or treats yeah. or whatever. So she'll, like, see presents. And all of a sudden start, like, freaking out. Yeah. And, like, especially when, like, the, all the presents are under the tree. She's always just sitting next to it, like, whining. Being like, come on, where is everyone? What are we doing? <laughs> Let's go. Skittles, by the yeah, way, she's, is like, the a, a couple weeks Christmas. from turning 15. She's an old, old, old lady. lady. But she is still in reasonably good health and, and still kicking um still she's just like deaf and going blind and she's not that <laughs> deaf she's, she's very selective in what she hears but i think yeah. i think at least 80 percent of it is just she does not care to pay attention yeah. <laughs> but she used to hear everything yeah. like yeah. she would hear things from like miles away <laughs> but for a 15 year old dog she's she's doing just fine the good thing is she can't hear like fireworks or anything like That's that. That's a good anymore, point. Yeah, like thunder doesn't bother her anymore so. because she can't hear it, which is, which is <laughs> nice. I, I have found it's mostly either very high or very low pitches she struggles with. So I try to like strike a nice even tone with my voice when I'm trying to get her attention. 
I'm excited to see her. Hopefully we can make Thanksgiving happen. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this was fun. It was fun reminiscing about some childhood stuff, taking a break from trying to give people unsolicited and unqualified advice for once. Uh, but that being said, if you do have something you would like to talk us to, like for us to talk about, you can shoot us an email as always to thoroughlyunqualified at gmail.com. Uh, next week, we will very likely be back to our usual format of uh, answering those questions and giving advice. And uh, I hope we have at least some inclination by the time this comes out of uh, the future of our country. We probably won't, though. It's probably going to be a couple weeks. And yeah, stay well. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your brains. And happy Halloween. And, and happy, happy Halloween. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about spooky stuff, and we didn't. Well, we did in a future oh, well. episode, but that was that was just a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Okay. Bye. Last... Yeah. Bye. <laughs>